It's me, Hey Wiz, and I'm back. Another episode, Wizard on Wizard, the only podcast that tells you what it's like to be a wizard. Today, we have a special guest. It's my cousin, G-Wiz. He lives up north on a solar farm with a bunch of beehives, and he does weird, crazy country magic. We're going to hear all about it. We also have a special announcement. The SEG has another podcast coming out. This time... It's hosted by T. Valpoon, and it's called Dressed in the Dark, the show that asks, who taught you how to talk to yourself? And it's all about um, talking to yourself inside your head, how that happens, and I don't know. We got some stuff for you to listen. Like it, like it, like it, like it. And I don't know what else is going on. I'm recording this intro before I do the actual podcast. It'll save me time later, but I have to guess at what I'm going to do. So here's what's next. So, this is a new thing we're doing. It's called the Community Corner. It's like all kinds of personal ads and help wanted ads and stuff that's for free that's going on in your local community. If you're interested in any of this stuff, just get in touch with the SEG and we'll put you in touch with them. And then there you go. Here's the first ever Community Corner. Personal ad. Single white male, 62, in search of someone who still plays racquetball. Help wanted. Able-bodied individual needed to move heavy objects down to the airport. Must enjoy the sight of blood. Lose weight fast. Recent advancements in tapeworm breeding are making it all possible. Call now. For sale. Stationary moped. Lightly used. Mostly original parts. Low mileage. Wanted. Player piano for introvert's birthday party. Must know happy birthday in D minor. Missed connections. You, half-naked and obviously intoxicated to the point of needing help from local law enforcement. Me, ambulance driver slash Burger King cashier. I wrote my phone number on your leg. Please call. Wanted. Siamese twin seek same for sesquintennial celebration. I want to find out what that is. Free to good home. 23,456 various non-venomous spiders. Misconnection. You, ambulance driver, Burger King cashier. Me. You wrote your name on my leg, but it had to be amputated. Meet me any day this week between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. I teach music and and dance at Mrs. Cumberbutt's School of Dance. Available. Professional fish sitter. Do you own fish and think that means you'll never take a vacation again? Fish ownership used to mean that. Used to. I am an AMT, Certified Aquarium Maintenance Technician, and I'm made of 90% water, so I understand your pet's needs. Willing to go anywhere I can walk to. Also turtles. Do you have something or someone you'd like to sell, pawn off, or locate? If so, submit your ad to SaturdayEveningGhost at gmail.com. That went pretty well. Let's go on to the next thing. I think G Wiz is here.
So, now I'm gonna play the interview, but before we do, I wanna let you know that um, the file's unedited. Uh, Virgil, Virgil St. Frankenstein was supposed to do it, and um, I guess he didn't get around to it. Uh, I don't know how to do it. So, you're gonna hear um, some extra things in there. Alright, enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to the interview section of the program. We call it that because we're gonna have an interview. Today, my guest is G Wiz. He's my second cousin, once forcibly removed. The less we say about that, the better. But anyway, he's come all the way down from his solar farm in Vermont, where he raises orphan bees in his apiaries, and he makes solar honey. How are you, G? Well, I'm on the right side of the grass. Yeah, I know what you mean. Have you um have you ever been on the left side of the grass? Just once for a job I have. Ain't comfortable talking about it. That's fair enough. Um, so, thanks again for coming, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure both people listening are awful curious about what solar honey is, and, um, I have some questions, too. Do you mind telling people about it? Well, sure can. I just go and get me some freshly vomited honey from my bees, and I leave it in the sun for a few weeks. Then I pack it all in the mason jars. No shit. <laughs> And then I packs it all into Masonic jars. So, um, do you mean Mason jars? No, no, these are Masonic jars. They've been blessed by a rabbi. And I sell them down at the farmer's market. So, th that sounds, um, do people like it? Ain't nobody survived complaints so far. Well, that's pretty good. You got that going for you. Uh, do, how many apiaries do you have? Well, they ain't so much apiaries as there are the wasp nests that grow out in the barn. You get honey from wasps? I didn't know wasps make honey. Well, they're secreting something. Seems a shame to let it go to waste. I agree. The world's too wasteful these days. We should all conserve. So, how many apes are in the average apiary? Well, I keep one or two marmosets around just to be safe. See, I cut all, all that out. Oh, okay. I just skipped it. I keep one or two marmosets around. So, um, marmosets are monkeys. They're not apes. Oh, hell. Yeah. That's what I found when I found out. So, you're a wizard, too. Yes, sir. And, um, th what kind of spell work do you do? I can't spell. You can't spell? No, sir. I dropped out in kindergarten. Ain't no government man gonna tell me what order my letters go in. Something like that should be left between a man and a psycho pump. Aside from that, I've never been one for no fancy grimoire learning. Huh. So... So then, how do you do your wizarding? Well, I just kind of fall into a transom, like slipping into a warm still after the pine cone's been soaking for a spell. Then I just sort of find myself enmeshed in the fabric of the universe. Wow. So you're more like a general Taoist? Well, I don't know much about general Taoist, but I do know he makes some mighty fine chicken. Oh, it's the best. I love how Tao it is. Do you have a preferred form of divination? I like the tarot. I like them pretty pictures, just like the funny pages. Oh man, me too. I've been working a lot with the three card Calvin and Hobbes spread. Have you ever used that one? Yeah, ain't everyone. I mean, it's uh, good and all, but it tends to get a little too heady, you know. I'd much rather use the three card peanut spread. Well, that's a good one. But I always have a problem interpreting the spike card. And I reckon you always will. I can't make sense of the Snoopy card 9 out of 10 readings. Huh. That's pretty weird. 
No, it ain't if you sit to thinking about it. Yeah, you know. Know what? Because I know some things. Well, it's just that what you said makes sense is all. Have you ever used the runes? I know they're letters, but they're pictographs too, you know? Letters that only use straight lines that depict complex imagery are still letters, and I had nothing to do with them. Yeah, I can get that. That's good that you stick to your guns. Personal consistency is important. What about the I Ching? No, I've dabbled in the Mi Ching and the Yu Ching, but I feel that I'm not properly aligned with that current, so I stick to what I know. That's a wise policy. I should adopt it. When did you first start out on your path of wizarding? Take us through that. It's a journey. It's a confusing journey that this podcast is doing a really poor job at illuminating. I have to say I noticed that. You did? Thanks for taking the time. I consider it a form of penance. In response to your last inquiry, I spent a long time trying to get my coonalities to shake a tail feather on up from my butt chakra way up to my front nail. But that was taking too long, so I decided to sit down on a futon all day just to meditate. And that's when it was time for some shut-eye, and I laid my head down where my derriere had been resting all day long. That way I got my kundalinis from my root cellar directly to my hayloft without all the fussing in the middle. So, let me get this straight. You just leaked kundalini all day, and then you soaked it into your head as you slept? What kind of effect did that have on you? Can you tell our listener what kundalini is? I thought you said we had two listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, one of them has definitely stopped listening by now. Well, the important thing is that they tried. When I was abducted by aliens, a word fairy is all heck, there ain't no difference. I went everywhere and got nowhere. Well, um, did, did they probe you? They taught me the mysteries of the universe. That was a little probing. A lady one came out to me with a strap on. Yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Odin did that too. Uh, the kids might be a hearing. Gotta learn about spiritual pagan sooner or later. Right, I agree. But so the mysteries of the universe. Um, I've only been privy to a few puzzles of the universe, like crosswords and the cryptogram. Then there's that bridge column I can never really figure out. It's all too weird. It's amazing that you got all the way to the mysteries. Can you share some of them with us? Well, there was the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and then I graduated all the way up to Mannix and Rockford, but I done forgot most of it. I do remember them telling me not to eat gluten, but I don't pay that no mind. Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of what they say. Do you wear any type of ceremonial garb? My overalls do just fine. Any divine entity that can't take me in my overalls don't deserve me in some fancy robe. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. It's like that meme. Meme? Where? I send them to Kingdom Come. Ain't no rescues going on playing thoughts in my brain. You red sons of bitches. You come out of here, you common bastards. Okay, thanks, G-Wiz. Thanks oh, for coming by. Don't right behind you. I guess that's the right end of the interview. You. Oh, my God. All right. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Steve Alpone here. I had a lot of fun telling that fairy tale last month, so I'm going to tell another story. I don't really care if you like it or not. I like it. And after reading all this Hugo stuff, I'm going to get something from me for once. <clears throat> this time I want to tell you an Aesop's fable. I'm sure everybody's heard it, but I like it. It's about a scorpion who wanted to get across the river, and he couldn't swim, because that's not what scorpions do. They do other things. Not everybody can do everything. It's okay. You don't have to. 
So the scorpion was trying to get across the river. I think he had a date, or maybe he was late for work. I don't know. The story's a little unclear. He's looking around. He calls an Uber. Nobody, nobody comes and gets him. He tries to lift. He cycles through all the ride services available in his area. And then, um, no luck. He's still trying to get across. He runs into a toad. They strike up a casual conversation. Toad's a little wary. He knows scorpions have reputations. He just don't trust them. It's because they can't be trusted. Scorpion tries to talk to Frog until the trip across the road, which is a river now. Frog's not going for it. Eventually, the scorpion just wears him down. And the frog's like, don't sting me, and then everything will be cool. If you sting me, I'm going to drown, then you're going to drown. And the scorpion's like, yeah, it makes sense, man. Uh, I want to get across the river. I'm not trying to drown in it. I can drown in the river myself, just without any help. So the frog's like, all right, I guess just hop on my back, and then um, I'll swim you across the river. So halfway through the river, Scorpion starts going ape shit, stinging the frog. And the frog's like, man, why'd you do this? And the scorpion's like, it's because I'm a scorpion, man. That's what we do. Tired of your breath? Always being stanky? Yeah. Yes, I am! Why don't you pop a ligament in pop and shut ligament. the fuck up? Shut yeah. the fuck up! Ligaments! I think Ligaments. I that. It's the only mint made from horses. Horses! Maximum freshness! Maximum! Maximum. Ligaments. Ligaments. Feel stanky? Pop a ligament. Ligament. The only power of horse ligaments. Freshen your breath like a motherfucker. Don't tell your mom. She'll get all kinds. Mama, guess what I'm eating? Wait, I can't tell you. Ligaments. Ligaments. Dress in the Dark is a new podcast that asks, who taught you how to talk to yourself? Inside of our heads, there's a whole bunch of voices. Yuga talks about it. wonder where he gets all those ideas from. I'm T-Ball Poon. You might know me from such segments as Yuga's Bullshit Corner and um, Fairy Tales and coming to get interviewed when nobody else shows up to get interviewed. Now I got my own show. It's called Dressed in the Dark. I already told you that. Here's a couple teasers that I've made for it. The first episode comes out October 13th. It's a Wednesday. Dressed in the Dark is a show about what goes on in our heads when no one is looking, when we're all alone. Why do we talk to ourselves the way we do? Does our inner dialogue influence our real world? Does it change our behavior? If it does, how? And if it doesn't, how can it not? If we change how we speak to ourselves, will it influence our actions? Will it reshape our reality? Will it make people treat us different? I, I don't know. I'm going to ask around, though, and see what I can find out. Starting Wednesday, October 13th, Dressed in the Dark, 
the show that asks, who taught you how to talk to yourself, will be available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, just about wherever you get podcasts. Please join us as we sit at the crossroads of thoughts and reality and talk about how we talk to ourselves. Have you ever sat down and paid attention to how you talk to yourself? You're probably not very polite. I know I don't do myself any favors with the tone of voice I use inside of my head. I'll fight with myself over brushing my teeth or making my bed. I'll give myself a hard time for spending $5 on an app, but I won't think twice about spending the same amount on a beer or twice that on a pack of smokes. I'll lie to myself and trick myself. It's like my internal dialogue is out to get me. I'm not the only one this happens to. It's pretty weird to me that most of the time, the last thing we seem to be concerned with is what's actually happening to us. We get lost in talking to ourselves about things that happened long ago, or tangled up in fears about what might happen. We make assumptions and form opinions about people we don't know, places we haven't been to. Not once do we consult the truth or take a look around and see what's really happening. Reality is never considered, but truth is never consulted. Getting dressed in the dark is an old-timey way of saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think any of us know why we talk to ourselves the way we do. Where did our inner voice even come from in the first place? Who and what influenced it? And why is it so dead set on making everything as negative as possible? Dressed in the dark is a show that asks, who taught yourself to talk to yourself? The first episode is available Wednesday, October 13th on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts. Join us, and we'll sit down at the crossroads of thought and reality and see what happens. One time, I mistook a shower. Well, that's not entirely true. The shower went pretty good. It was the drying off where I failed. I just failed. I, um, you know, you whip back the curtain and you snatch the, the towel off the sink there. And, um, got going on the feet and the legs. No problem. It's all pretty standard. Made my way up to the nether regions. I like to thoroughly dry my nether regions. I'll say that again because a car drove by. I insist upon thoroughly dried nether regions. It's just one of the cornerstones of civilization. As soon as I was satisfied... I took the towel and I just wiped my face with it, just really hard, just, ah, it was satisfying. It didn't take long before I noticed what I'd done. I'd frozen when I realized that I'd dried my face with the ass part of the towel. I looked around to my left, my right, made sure I was alone. It's not something you want to do in front of somebody. And I said in my head, did I just do that? Did I just drive ass towel? I knew I had. I wasn't proud of it. But I just lied to myself for the rest of the day. Nope. No, I didn't do that. I wasn't. I saw it on TV or something. I don't know why I had to lie to myself. 
don't know why I still think about it all these years later. I just like thinking about why I think about things. It's just kind of what I think about. If you're anything like me, you've had a horrible ingrown toenail problem your whole life. Maybe not your whole life. Since when you were allowed to, um, your whole career of clipping your own nails. So when's that? When are you trusted with nail clippers? Fifth grade? Fourth grade? That's aside from the point. Point is, I have an ingrown toenail. And, um, they hurt. They don't start to hurt all at once. I mean, after you dig it out, you have a period of time before it starts to hurt again. That's the greatest time of your life. By your life, I mean mine. So anyway, it grows back. It starts to hurt again. And at the first tinge of pain, you can just grab it, yank it out, get it out in your day. I've never done that in my entire life. I always just make a mental note of it and go about my day until, um... A month or so later, I'm nearly crippled and in intense pain, and my toes like swollen, not twice the size, but definitely like a third bigger. Uh, what follows is a very unsanitary Civil War surgery reenactment where the ingrown toenail serves as a substitute for a musket bullet. Um, then I take it out, and it hurts for a few more days. Until it drains. And then everything's great again. Until that first little pang of pain appears. And I haven't learned anything. I just make a mental note of it. Go about my day. Knowing that in a month or so, I'm going to be in debilitating pain. And have to uh, risk getting tetanus shot and using nail clippers in an unholy manner. Just like so a walk. I don't know why I do that. Have you ever thought to yourself, I might be a wizard? Let me explain. Wizards are people who use magic. Sometimes we do something that seems like magic. We might think that we're a wizard. Doing so usually slows down after the age of nine, but it doesn't mean it can't happen after that. One day, well actually it was a night, I was sleeping and trying to wasn't working too well. Usually when I can't sleep, I just worry about how tired I'm going to be the next day and toss and turn and think about that and it sucks and then I wake up and I'm tired. But on this night when I couldn't sleep, I thought, maybe I'll just feel okay in the morning. Maybe my body knows how much sleep it needs and it's going to get that much and it's none of my business and I'll just enjoy the tossing and the turning and I woke up in the morning and I felt like a wizard that's how good I felt I don't know if that'll work for you but you might want to try it did you ever listen to what goes on inside your head wonder where all those voices came from how do you know which one's yours I mean, we all know which voice in our head is ours. And we all know it's not the only one. How come? Where does our voice come from? Where did the other ones come from? 
Is it possible that some of them aren't ours? Are they just echoes from the past? Can we really have a brain radio? I don't know, but I'm looking into it. Dressed in the Dark is a podcast about how we talk to ourselves inside of our heads. The first episode comes out October 13th, and it's about the formation of the inner voice. How come we have one? The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android. Have you ever held a pencil correctly? I doubt that you have. There's not anything wrong with you. Nobody does. Just about everybody holds a pencil too tight. Go ahead. Try it. I'm willing to guess that you are not concerned with the biomechanics of pencil holding and more focused on the words you're saying to yourself inside of your head. How hard you grip the pen in direct relation to what you think not how hard you have to grip the pen to perform the act of writing don't you think there's anything weird about that so have you tried it have you tried holding a pencil paying attention to yourself that's not the only place it happens Check yourself next time. You're behind the wheel of a car. And I'm sure you'll find that not only how hard you grip the steering wheel, but that the way you're sitting and all the tension in your body and the posture is related more to you reacting to traffic than it is to properly pushing pedals and turning wheels and fixing the radio. Why does this happen? Again, I don't know. I didn't start this podcast to tell you things. Sometimes when I'm walking around, I walk through. Sometimes I walk through spider webs that I can't. Sometimes I walk through spider webs that I can't see. And I feel bad because I ruined their whole day's work. I'd like to tell you something. I was doing some research for the first episode and I learned that when you think inside your head, the muscles in your throat and tongue that correspond to saying those words out loud move ever so slightly. And if you can get quiet enough and relax, you can feel this happening. Crazy, isn't it? If you've ever tried to learn an instrument or learn to solder or even type, I think you'll know what I mean. The amount of force we use is often in excess of the amount of force necessary. We wonder why everything goes south so often. 
The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android. I was listening to a podcast I like called The Secret History of the Future. Uh, This episode, they were talking about forks and how for a few hundred years, people didn't want to eat with forks because other people would make fun of them. So the entire evolution of eating was held up for way too long because of jerks who were afraid of new things. This doesn't just happen with forks. It makes me want to spend some time thinking about how I'm doing that to myself. Before I go looking for metaphorical forks, and see how I'm uh, getting in the way of my self-evolution. I just want to remind you, the first proper episode of Dressed in the Dark comes out October 13th. It's official. We're a real podcast now. We have a theme song. It's by Lamarian Jones. I hope you enjoy it. podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android. That was Dressed in the Dark, a podcast about what goes on in your head when no one's looking. I hope you liked it. You can go to dressedinthedarkpodcast.com and check out some more. Um, The episodes will be showing up at the SEG. Uh, hope you guys like it. Buckle in your seats, kids. Strap on those helmets, because your soul is about to be violated and improved. Welcome to RDHH Sonic Blast of Wisdom Superior Podcast. Hey, it's T Valpone here. This is the third of Hugo's emails that'll change your life. Dear Broken Soul, have you noticed how you are a little less unevolved than you were before we began this journey towards wisdom together? You should notice a slight increase in being able to not mentally abuse yourself. If you haven't, no worries. 
there is still time. Inner evolution is not a race, yet there are winners. Perplexing, is it not? This wanton navel-gazing is as pleasurable as it is useless. Let us instead turn our attention to this lesson. Lesson 3. It is the third lesson of five. Simple arithmetic tells us that there are two lessons remaining. Complex arithmetic tells us that each lesson contains an infinite number of smaller lessons. Lessons within lessons which are wrapped in profound insights. The title of this lesson claims to reveal something of unthinkable importance. Indeed, if only the root cause of all your problems could be isolated and defeated, the rest of your life would be lived in unmitigated bliss of an intensity you are currently unequipped to comprehend. Sadly, though, it is not as simple as that. The root cause of all your suffering is a two-headed dragon that cannot be dealt with in a one subheading of wisdom. It will take two. Lesson 3's Subheading of Wisdom The First Subheading of Wisdom You are neither special nor flawed. Many broken people's thoughts and thought processes center around thinking they are somehow different than those around them, special for some as-of-yet-to-be-discovered reason. Many others are lulled into believing the opposite, that they contain no redeeming qualities whatsoever. This is silliness on a grand scale. The truth is more boring, more unexciting, than you could ever imagine. The truth is that you, and everyone else for that matter, are neither a misunderstood pile of unopened gifts that will never be recognized by those fools who surround you, nor are you just a collection of worthlessness and disappointment. You are just exactly what you are. Now that you are paying attention, try to pay attention to those times you think you deserve something. You will most likely discover that you are not entitled to as much as you think you are. Also, while you're at it, pay attention to those times you are wallowing in self-pity and feel that you will never rise above your own petty problems or get a chance to be happy. If you can do that, you will see that you are never truly in a situation that offers no hope or spiritual sustenance. If you cannot do either of these things, it might be time for you to admit that you are not interested in bettering yourself. This is not to say that you are without troubles or that nothing is wrong with you. It is only a warning begging you to keep a proper perspective on things. The truth is no one is all or 100% anything, and when you begin to use that language within your own mind, you should know that that is a sign you are wrong. This is a tough pill to crack, so please, feel free to reread it as many times as you need to in order to rise above yourself. Suggested activity for this subheading of wisdom? Realize you are not as special as you consider yourself to be, nor are you as badly damaged as you claim to be. The second subheading of wisdom, repression and projection. Everyone has thoughts that they shouldn't have. Some think of illogical acts or uncommon sex situations. Some are prone to thinking about punching or stabbing people and or things. Others might think of mean things to say or desire unhealthy foods. Others still might like to picture their God farting. There are many kinds of strange thoughts available to you. No matter what you think, you should know that not allowing yourself to think your thoughts will cause them to swell up and influence the part of yourself that is not thoughts. Just allow yourself to think your thoughts without punishing yourself for thinking them. This is not the same as acting on your thoughts or declaring unhealthy thoughts as safe or healthy. It is not a justification of your injured, incorrect thought system. 
it is acceptance of it. You must accept your thoughts and admit that you think them. If you do not, the internal pressure will build until you have no choice but to do something that will undoubtedly be more harmful than just thinking or desiring something odd. Given enough time, these stifled thoughts will gain enough pressure and momentum to ruin what little good you have managed to acquire in your life. This is something neither you nor those around you need. Suggested activity for this subheading of wisdom? Have all your thoughts, even gross ones, and be firm but kind to yourself about the entire process. Remember, thoughts are like farts. Neither can be held in forever. Lesson 3 only has two subheadings of wisdom because that is all it needs. Having more than you need often leads to being wasteful. I don't want to burden you with anything more this lesson. You have been given the tools you need in order to defeat the two-headed allegorical dragon that lives within you and is the root cause for just about all of your problems. Now you are armed with this knowledge. You should go and prepare for your dragon battle. I wish you luck, and I will see you soon when it is time for lesson four. Now the lesson is over. Go forth and slay your dragon. I will be watching. Your friend, Hugo. Wow. That was a great episode. I think we're really getting back into it. After the slump. Let's not talk about the slump, though. Let's look forward to the future. I want to thank A-Wiz. That's me. I want to thank myself. I want to thank G-Wiz. All the way at the end of the musical alphabet. Let's thank t Pone too, for stopping by. And for Aesop, for writing that story. And, um... Well, Hugo is here. And I'm pretty excited about Dressed in the Dark. The new podcast from SEG that you just heard about too. And we have to thank our sponsor. Who is let me check. Let's just go with ligaments, the candy made from horses. And also the SEG, the Saturday Evening Ghost, where you can go to SaturdayEveningGhost.com and see all kinds of crazy shit. Well, I guess we'll see you at episode 19. Thanks for stopping by.